Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy, coming to you from the Dro. Alongside me is... It's Stitch. What's up, people? And we are back at it. Yes. We are in the middle of the goddamn playoffs. Deep, deep inside. We have gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals, people. Yes. But... And then there were four. Yes. But before we even go to basketball, I know all y'all want that, goddammit. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take a step back because it's been a while. There's been mm-hmm. a whole lot happening in the world of motherfucking sports. Yeah, literally like a couple days or a day or two after we uh, recorded, um, that incident took place uh, between the Boston Red Sox and Adam Jones. For those of you who don't know, Adam Jones is a African-American center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles. And... Um, during one of the games, uh, he, com- he made note that uh, he was having some racial epithets uh, hurled his way along with a bag of peanuts. Um, and This is in Boston. In Boston at fin- Fenway Park, and uh, it was made note of. And um, it became sort of a national story for a while because uh, it brought light to some, some, some dirty stuff that's been going on in Boston historically for a good little while that people sort of just kind of seem to maybe selectively ignore, but it was brought light of again. And uh, it was was really interesting because other athletes sort of chimed in with their experiences. Um, CeCe Sabathia, one of the pitchers for the New York Yankees, said, yeah, it it happens all the time there. Um, Some people were trying to say, well, it's it happens at, at other places, too. It's not just Boston, but a lot of people are jumping up. Yeah, it does happen occasionally at other places, but Boston, it seems to have a notorious rep for having these uh, sort of racial incidents take place on the on the baseball diamond. I'm going to piggyback, and I'm going to not only agree, but pick on Boston for a quick second. Um, did you realize, Stitch, that Boston uh, was the, the Boston Red Sox were the last... Pre-expansion major, major League Baseball team to integrate. Yes. yes, I was very aware of that. What that means for you young kids that don't know shit about shit about shit when it comes to history, uh, Jackie Robinson had officially retired <laughs> by the time they got their first black player. Yeah. So I think he, he had been out of the league for two full seasons. They, uh, this is historical, they did not want any African Americans playing for that team. I forget the name of the first uh, African American who played for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, it'd be good to note, and maybe we can, you know, find that later. But yeah. just know that, you know, uh, they have a history of this. The other thing is uh, the Fenway Park is on a street in Boston. Um, they changed the name of the street uh, after the owner of the Boston Red Sox. Oh, I wish I had his name right in front of me. Of course, I didn't write that part mm-hmm. down. This guy. Uh, was the owner of the Boston Red Sox for, I want to say, four or five decades. And even for the time period in the 20th century, Uh he was known as a racist bigot that had no problem saying whatever the fuck he wanted to. All of that is historical fact. Let's get back to the present day. There are only, uh, according to C.C. Sebastian, uh, about 63 uh, African-American players in all of Major League Baseball. Um... There are a multitude of reasons for that. None of them deserve any kind of crap for just playing the yeah. fucking game and of I, baseball. I think it spoke volumes when uh, one of the African-American players, David Price, who previously uh, played for the um, Tampa Bay Rays, who is currently now a Red Sox, mm-hmm. also co-signed 
on what what Adam Jones and Sabathia were saying. So yep. it it definitely uh, highlights what these previous claims were that somebody who's currently playing for that franchise is like, yeah, it, it happened to me too. So yeah. it, it, it's there's no like wall of silence around it. It's, no. it's sort of a known thing. And uh, I'm glad it's being talked about because uh, if, if that's the case, then hopefully there will be some sort of correction or some sort of discipline. Yeah, and let, let's be real clear on this. Yes, there was a small number of fans probably doing this uh, you know, to Adam Jones in terms of the racial epithets and the heckling and the peanuts being right. thrown, uh, which is the equivalent of, uh, you know, black players in Europe for the soccer leagues yes. getting bananas thrown and racial epithets thrown. This is the exact same thing yeah. that we Americans think of as ugly only in Europe, but it's right here. Um, the surrounding fans did shit on shit either. I agree. And that's where it's maybe it's a sociological uh, sort of question that we we need to ask and uh, go deeper in that aspect of because like okay yeah maybe there was one or two guys saying it but if everyone around them doesn't really seem to be stepping up or or shouting that person out or saying get him out of here they in 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 many ways are culpable themselves of course um, it's it's one thing if like we're not trying to say yeah you need to go punch his lights out or anything like that but if someone's saying some like crazy disrespectful stuff. They, they show signs all on the marquee saying, oh, re- if there's a problem going on in your section, abu- abusive language or whatever, text blah, 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 and you can leave an anonymous report. But that just didn't seem to be going on there. It didn't happen. No one seemed to really care until after the fact and be like, oh, well, it was just one guy. Okay, yeah, we understand that. But you just stood there and didn't really have an issue with it while it was going on. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, too. I'm all for sports rivalries. I'm all for... Uh, you know, fans disliking uh, opposing players, mm-hmm. talking trash. I love every aspect of that. I really do. Yeah. I go to the uh, the stadiums for baseball, basketball, football, and I talk all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's a huge difference between talking shit about a team or a individual player and making it about that player's race. There's a line. Yeah. And they don't seem to respect that line. It's it's not ignorance. It's not willful ignorance. It's just neglect yep. to care about what... I mean, there's, there's certain things that you don't say. To, I mean, Absolutely. You can be like, oh, LeBron, you suck. You're trash. Oh, you you choked. You did this or that. Of course. You, like, you say something like, oh, your kids, et cetera, et cetera. That, then you're Way jumping across the line. You get, you get something in, involved with their personal life that's something that... You wouldn't want anyone specifically saying to you on a personal level. Yep. That's highly disrespectful. And I don't have a problem if the athlete comes and punches you in the face. And yeah. We, <laughs> We're on our chest. <laughs> yeah. We, and I've, I've seen these incidents, uh, just to go venture over into the basketball aspect of it, uh, Patrick Beverly uh, had a confrontation with a fan, and even Isaiah Thomas had, had something with a fan. And yep. I am not really for finding the athlete because I want to know what it was that these fans so-called said. These fans are dropping N-bombs and yeah. and going a little bit rugged at it. And if the player is like, I'll F you up or whatever, come down here, you, you know I'll fuck you up or whatever. Why, why are we finding the player for saying that? There's yeah, a difference it's... between the, the player going in the stands and going Ron Artest and putting his hands on somebody. I understand nobody wants that. But if you're coming at that athlete with some foul, disrespective language, and he says something back to you, 
then, then why are you why, why do you want to be all in your safe space and act all all butthurt about that? I'm with you. I think that there's a higher moral expectation of athletes than anybody else on the fucking planet. Um, we it's do only not... because of the the paycheck. People well, deem but, it, but even beyond the paycheck, because I will say this: we don't have this expectation when it comes to pop stars at all. I agree. It's it's only with athletes where we figure that they are supposed to be superhuman and void of any type of emotional response, even in the face of extremely disrespectful um, scenarios. I think of uh, who's that Atlanta Hawk. Uh, uh, who, who had their incident with the uh, police department in New York City. Uh, saw, uh, he played for o- uh, OKC. I know which one you're talking about. Sasha I'm butchering his name, but you know what I'm talking about in terms of his interaction. He was supposed to be as timid as possible, even in the face of basically getting his arm broken by NYPD. Same thing happened with a tennis player, James or whatever, the... James Blake or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, athletes are humans too. Uh, you're going to get a uh, a response in kind sometimes. Um, I'm all for the mouthing off. You know, if someone, you know, it initiates it. Um, you don't want it to boil over. And I know that the league is very careful about image uh, on one hand. But yeah, I mean, anybody, nobody's above getting their ass cussed the fuck out. Yeah. But... Back to Adam Jones for a quick second. Um, Boston, uh, shame on you. You know, uh, shame on your entire fan base uh, for being okay with that. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't an isolated incident, as the other black players in the league have uh, attributed to. And, you know, the most winningest basketball player in history is Bill Russell. Bill, yeah. Bill Russell. 11 championships. He ain't never defended Boston no. when it comes to the racism that he endured. Yes, that was back in the uh, the 60s and whatnot, but even after his playing days, no. with the exception of like the Garnett, uh, Doc Rivers um, years and whatnot, I never saw him have too much in, uh, public interaction, even with the Celtics. Right. And I, from what I've heard in my brief little bit of research... Based, it was based on the racism that he endured in the city of Boston. Yeah, so I mean, I don't see why he needs to go out of the way to show them love if they yeah. Well, and the other thing to me is, you always get this reputation of oh, deep south, deep south, blah blah blah. Boston and, ain't close to south. No, Boston is way above the Mason Dixon line. Boston is East Coast it's elite, as with far north as you can get from the Mason Dixon line. Almost. Harvard and MIT are right yeah. there, and yeah, so. Let's let's call call it what it is yeah. when we see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So fuck you, Boston. Um, L.A. Clippers. Should we jump into some basketball? Because oh, yeah, we, yeah. we're a little bit behind. We're going to go in reverse of people and move up to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. L.A. Clippers had a fucking choke fest. Called it. Uh, they lost in seven games to the Utah Jazz. This is in the first round. This is a team with three All Stars. Obviously, Blake got injured um, again, but who the yeah. fuck cares? And that's predictable. Um, some people want to argue that Chris Paul is a potential Hall of Famer. He has never made it out of the second round. This is year 13 or 14 for him. He's, uh, to me, he's a good, Hall of Famer. He's good player, but this is, this is a tarnish on his record, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't totally fault him for some of the pieces that were placed around him. I mean, he went to some of the, he literally 
got snatched away from being with the Lakers but by, this, the, by the commissioner. I agree, but this is also... He's been there six years, and this is a very, on paper, talented team. This is a 55-win team. This is a team that should make it out of the first goddamn round. I don't see how it's on him, really. I mean, he's he's had some, some injuries and everything. He's no spring chicken himself. If he's uh, okay, let's let's put it like this. If he's a Hall of Famer and you're on a team with two other all-stars and you have role players too, Jamal Anderson, uh, Jamal Crawford or whatever is a six man of the year almost every goddamn year. You got JJ, you got a lot of people. You have a coach that's won a ring. On paper, I'm not saying you got to win a championship. I'm not putting him at that high of a bar, but you should make it past the second round, especially given the fact that ain't shit ass Mello has done it in the West. Eh. You know what I mean? I mean, we 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 talk about Mello like he ain't shit because he ain't shit. But the thing is with with Chris Paul, he I don't even really think he can argue he for a good seven year period he was the best point guard in the league. It was him and um, Deron Williams. And Deron Williams fell off. I mean, it was it was CP3. What, what years are we talking about? Are we, we mid-2000s? Uh, yeah, I, before Curry blew up. Oh, then I, I'm going to I'm gonna argue, and I, I'm going to call disrespect, Nash won two MVPs. Okay. Nash was, I'm trying to get the years right. I would say... That's what I'm talking late, about, which late, years? Later Nash to Curry. I'm saying if you go... In between Nash's MVP years... Nash's MVP years were what years? Because oh. Nash didn't. Nash wasn't in a fucking in a final. Keep going. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't, he, <laughs> Not, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't in a final. I, I'm positive though. He has made it past the second round in his career. Yeah, he will. I mean, they lost to the Spurs. Uh, I believe it was. I believe that was the Western Conference Final, the one where uh, somebody took two steps off the bench mm-hmm. and uh, they got suspended for several games. But. Um, between that time frame when it was Nash running the MVPs and then when Curry jumped on the scene, it was Chris Paul. And Chris Paul was, to me, number two behind Nash. So just to uh, make a, a correction and make sure that nobody's head blows up, it's the 04-05 Nash with Phoenix and the 05-06 Nash that won the MVP. Okay. And then Curry started blowing up in what, two 13? I would say 13 was the 13. start of his ascent. So Before that, so that time period. That time period, it was it was all Chris Paul. And that, I'll give you that's, that. Uh, I mean, you can, can call that a consider a generation of a legacy of NBA domination. Essentially, let's call it the Kobe years. Let's call it, let's say that was technically the, the Kobe. Kobe Duncan. Co- yeah, Kobe Duncan. LeBron was still on his. Starting out, yeah. yeah. And essentially, I mean. That that was a uh, sort of a generational gap, that if is, you want to say. I will give you that. He's a very good player. There's no disrespect from me at all. However, you do make your legacy as a Hall of Famer in the postseason. And he has not had he's not been on a Sacramento Kings or a you know Orlando Magic twenty two win team. He's been on a team especially these L.A. Clipper years that have been 50-win-plus uh, teams with at least two, most of the time, three All-Stars quite often. Well, then are we going to, for 
then we can we can throw that sort of knock on Steve Nash if that's the case. I mean, only thing that Steve Nash has is the MVP. Very one true. Of, one of those is highly questionable. It's the one that Shaq should have won. Uh, okay. But, I mean, Steve Nash didn't get to any uh, NBA Finals himself. Finals, I agree with you. And that is a fair knock on him. There's no doubt about it. I'm putting the bar even lower and saying you should get out of the second round and go to the Western Conference Finals. Because he also played with David West, too, who was a beast, you know, earlier in his career. Yeah. He, he could get out of this. You may disagree. I'm on the side of the fence where he's on the bubble for Hall of Fame for me until I see something where until I see some consistent playoff performances that push oh, me over the edge. I, I, I think he's a shoo-in for Hall of Fame. Mm. Honestly, if, if we're... I would say he's had a better career than Tim Hardaway. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I do. Tim agree. Hardaway is like right knocking on the door to get into the to the Hall of Fame. I I hear you, and Tim Hardaway had no playoff success whatsoever. Yeah. So I, I I would assume that he's right there. I'm trying to think of other uh, sort of point guards that have gotten in as of late, but I'm sort of drawing a blank. It's been sort of been a point guard drought. I think we're going to see an explosion uh, in the next ten to fifteen years. Because um, obviously it's a guard-driven league right now, right. and so when these players retire, we'll see it. But do you blow this team up? We talked about it before. Oh, you you have to move some pieces. Which you, ones? You got is Blake. Blake's got to go. Mm. Uh, you have to move Blake. Blake is the most valuable, youngest commodity out of that. Where you can assume you can get the most for it. I mean, you're still going to lose pennies on the dollar, but at least you might be able to flip that for something. And I think so. I was having a conversation with somebody. Blake might even be a free agent. So I don't know if you sign and trade him, or do something with that, or try to move a piece to to throw Blake somewhere. Uh, maybe try to get a Jimmy Butler or, oh, or something. Yeah, that'd be or, huge. Yeah, yeah try, try to make a move doing something of that nature because Blake's just not working. I, I think his time's done. He's had too much negative history with with punching the the uh, trainer in the face, breaking his hand, and all these random injuries. It's just... He's a knucklehead, but let's call it what it is. And you coined this phrase, Stitch, so I'm going to give you credit. Big man lazy. Big man lazy. (laughs) We know it's true. Um, So forget Blake. Uh, Let's move on from him, because the Clippers are a mess. Yeah, and I mean, Doc has to take a a good bit of heat for it as well. Well, he's not only the coach, he's also the GM. Yeah, and they're talking about he's got to fall back from... At least a GM role. Oh, I won't, I, I won't be surprised if he's gone from the GM role and he's on notice coach-wise. Yeah. Um, this was a golden opportunity, especially in Southern California, in uh, four straight years for the Lakers not going to the playoffs. You could have really gained some, you know, some yeah. fans down there or whatever. Obviously, you know, it's still Laker territory. It always will be. But... You know, people want to see good playoff basketball from a, a home team down there. And, hey, you're not seeing it right now. Uh, Utah, then, <laughs> after they beat up on yeah. the Clippers, uh, got swept out they like the trash through. sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be a closer series, man. Yeah, they did play the Warriors sort of like – they played them competitive during the regular season. But, nah. The Warriors just were ready to handle business and they – Tucked them out to to dry. I'm shaking my head because what I loved most about this series was Kevin Durant literally telling uh, Rudy Gobert, who's a very good player, he's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year if that hasn't already happened by the time uh, you're hearing this. He just said, hey, 
you's a bitch ass. <laughs> and he told him to his face and then just dogged his ass out yeah. with play after play. He was he was real rugged with it. I love that. Cursing out mascots. And yes. Everything. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that just dog behavior out yes. of him. Yes. Just show, I mean, and we had this discussion early in the season about being the alpha and everything. You may not, well, I forget how I even worded about being the best player, but you, you're the leader yep. and everything. And uh, Durant definitely showed some leadership in terms of like just being very vocal with it. I mean, everyone sees Curry do his little shimmy shakes and stuff yes. after he hits a, a bomb three, which is, is awesome and stuff. But And everyone knows Draymond is just mouthing off. But the combo of the both of putting the points on the board, dominating the game, and being able to chew you out and let you know how he's dominating the game, Durant en- encompassed that completely. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, I think he is a really good player. Hopefully he stays in Utah. They got a good young nucleus over there. I think they can be uh, a young contender in the West, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but we will we will see. And again, I still think he's the best white American player we have right now in the East. Well, for, no, I'm sorry. Let's stick with the West for a quick second. Okay. We got a 10 and 0 Warriors team right now. I'm willing to say something. Oh god. Here Bold go. ass statement may not be true. Do not let this team run the gamut. And what I mean by that is you know, it's early. They're not going. They I I'm I'm not saying it's going to happen. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying it's going to happen. If hypothetically this happens there is no argument. There is no which ways about it. By default, they will be the greatest team in the history stop. of organized sports stop. in North America. Stop. stop, stop, There has never been a team that has gone to the playoffs that has not lost a game. Okay. Never. It's such a daunting feat. We don't think it's possible. That's why I'm talking about hypotheticals and ifs. Don't let this happen. Because the 3-1 shit goes out the window. Um, anything about Jordan, six rings, Kareem, everything else goes out the window. And you got to carve if new Mount Rushmore they, if, if they, they do that. If they were going deep, deep down the crazy rabbit hole. If they do, do, come on down the rabbit, rabbit if, hole. If they sweep, this, if they sweep the, um, uh, what's it called? If they sweep the Cavs, then Cleveland has to shut the fuck up for a long, long, long time. No more 3-1 bullshit. No, nothing. The league has to shut up. I, I'm sorry. Hall of Famers that always come out the woodwork talking trash, the Shaqs, the Barclays, the Oscar Robinsons, everybody in the fucking league has to shut the fuck now, up and you, say, this is the greatest team of all you time. St- they you st- have to. They, they, did they, they did not win 73 games, this team. Last year's team was a better regular season team. But what we learned last year and what the uh, basketball gods taught us was the 73 didn't matter without the ring. And I agree with that. They didn't get the ring last year. This year is a different squad. They don't have Bogut. They have KD. This team, even with only 66 wins, whatever it was, by default, if you go 16 and goddamn 0 in the playoffs, that's it. So... Last year's team is technically not even in discussion for being a, an all-time great team. They're one of, but they're not. But how? They, oh, no, no. One of. They're not in the oh. top 50 of the, I mean, if, if we're going to put every championship team above them before we discuss this. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that 
the, every single championship team is above them, even last year. I'm not going that far. I'm saying they're in the probably top 10 or 12 of all time. And literally with one win, it would have been definitive. However, the bigger statement. It's not a bigger statement. 16-0 is, you you can't get any bigger than that. 73 and, what is it, 9? Mm-hmm. 73 and 9 and a title would be better than whatever their record is today. Mm-mm. And 16 and 0 in the playoffs. I strongly disagree. Even if, I'm going to put it to you like this even if the team was 500, 41 and 41, okay? Barely made the playoffs as an eighth seed. If that team ran all four rounds and went 16 and 0 in the playoffs, which is almost impossible, impossible, that by default is the greatest team of all time. No, no, no. The sixty. If you go sixteen and zero in the playoffs against the best of the league, yes, that is it. The 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 Lakers fifteen and one playoff team where they lost to in the finals one time to Philly, one time to the Iverson step step over uh, Tyrone Lue um, game mm-hmm. in game one. Mm-hmm. I mean, is a great team. I don't consider them better. I mean. They're in the category. Yeah, they're up there. But I don't think that if the Lakers were happen not to lose, I don't. I don't put them oh, yeah. automatically. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. And most people would. You know how uh, Laker fans go hard for that fifteen and one year, and rightly yeah. so. It's. I mean, it's yeah. The, rightly the, so. The O one. The O one Lakers, but it's. It doesn't automatically put them. Does that make them better than? The Bulls teams? Yes. Oh, good. Categorically, yes. Oh, different geez. eras. I get that. Slightly different rules for the game. All of that being said, this is all hypothetical. They, I'm, I'm not doubting. I think it's going to be Cleveland and uh, and the Dubs. Trust you me. Don't let it be a, sleep, uh, a sweep. The other thing I want to say, even going back to last year, all... That happened in games five, six, and seven that we've relived all this fucking year long. The game to look back to is game three. They won game one and two, and they won game four for um, for the NBA Finals last year. Oh, the one where? Uh, um... Well, for that game, they had everybody. They had Bogut. They had Draymond. They had Steph. They had Clay. That's the one where he got teed up. Uh, they played in Cleveland, and they just got blown out that game. Okay. Yeah, it, it was just an ugly one. Anyway. That's all water under the bridge. Think about it long and hard. 16 and 0 is a statement that you are try- we think is impossible. You are trying to live in the moment and in no way would this 16 and 0 team be as dominant. And I'll have to go back and and go through the the box scores and everything because and we'll sort of inch our way to it. They were getting punched in the face by the Spurs game 1. That should be an asterisk game, even though technically they they lost. I mean, uh, the Spurs lost, and Kawhi had his injury and everything. They were dead. They were dead. They were done. There's no way you as a you, you, <laughs> I can see the look on your face. Who won though? <laughs> it w- was the clock at zero 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 in the fourth quarter. I, it, they were in no way as dominant. That was. Okay, let me let me back up. That should be that should technically be the one that they lost. For eight games straight, most of those games were not even close. 
for one game, it was competitive and they were down. I will give you that. There's no doubt about it. Um, injuries do happen and we'll definitely get into this. But they came from behind, just like the Patriots did against the Falcons. They come from behind. They, they came from behind just like my, the Patriots the, the, did with the, the Falcons. The MVP, I mean, if, if, if an MVP caliber player, the person who I said should be getting MVP, my MVP vote goes out for the game, you knew what was going to happen. And I was like... All that matters is, is there enough time for this to go bad? Do I see any numbers other than zero in the loss record? I don't. I, I still don't see them. So, the 10-0 right now, they play again. This We're recording this on Thursday night. There's no games tonight. Uh, they play on Saturday for game three. I expect the Spurs to have a much better game than they did in game two. Um, that should be a given. Yeah. It, <laughs> with or without Kawhi, though. Way, way to go on a limb. Yeah, I'm... There, it's going to be a competitive game. There's no doubt about it. However, Dubs aren't messing around. Do, they have to take care of business. But if we're getting to the finals and we're looking at a 12-0 and team, there's a possibility. For all, for all this dancing and, and masturbating that you're doing to the Spurs, the Cleveland fans could be doing the same thing, if not more. I was just going to get to Cleveland. Because Cleveland's been arguably more impressive than well, the Warriors have. Because they it. were never in, I mean, the game against the Pacers. Yeah, they were down by 26 yeah. on the road. Yeah, that wasn't as, uh, as, as sort of uh, getting getting lucky, as you can say, as the, as the Warriors did in game you one. call it luck. But At here's the deal. <laughs> um, I will give props to Cleveland. I mean, this has been a team that... Everybody was wrong about towards after the All Star break. People wrote them off when they mm-hmm. lost the number one seed to Boston. Uh, I think they were something don't it, something along the lines of twenty one and twenty three over the last yeah. forty plus games. Um, basically playing five hundred ball most of the season. They uh, LeBron sat games uh, and, and people talked all kind of shit about that. They talked about this team's defense. Everybody had something to say about Cleveland being in trouble. And they were fucking wrong, and people need to eat some crow on it. Uh, they need to give props to the fact that Cleveland turned on that switch. And most importantly, the best player in the world decided to really show his fucking ass to everybody. Bron Bron is balling out here. Yeah. And he's he's locked in defensively. He's guarding whoever, one through five. It don't even fucking <laughs> matter. Um, he's making incredible passes. Rebounding at like nine plus per game, seven, eight assists, 55 from the field, shooting well from the outside, and toying with people. Yeah. Toying with yeah, them. Yeah, that's showing some... some uh, people are just standing there taking it. Watching him do some Toronto, with and t- one mixtape type stuff, spinning the Toronto, ball. With Toronto, he was spinning the ball on DeRozan or whoever. Last night against Boston, against uh, Man Bun, he, was, uh, he turned his back to him, put the ball between his legs and said, you have the audacity to come out here against King James. And then he just went in. He didn't even dunk it on him. He just laid it up. Like, you're not even yeah. worth my goddamn dunk it on. <laughs> it's, it's bad. He's playing with them. Yeah. So, I do not expect that in the NBA Finals. East being the East. But, I'm going I'm to borrow a point from uh, my boy Shannon Sharp. Nobody had shit to say back in the day. 
when Magic Johnson and the Showtime Lakers, who everybody loved and great team, blah, blah, blah. You know, they went to nine finals. What that means is basically he had no goddamn competition in the West. Has Magic ever, or the Showtime Lakers, ever received criticism for the conference that they've played in or the competition that they've had in going to nine finals? The answer is no. I know you're struggling with the, thinking about it. The answer is a resounding motherfucking no. You have never heard that. So, this is seven straight finals, going to be, for LeBron. I don't want to hear about the East being weak. I don't. I really don't. It is inferior to the West. I'm not going to doubt that. That is categorically true and accurate. However, you're going to shut the fuck up, just like you did with Magic Johnson back in the 80s. Because his greatness... Made everybody else look look shitty. Yeah, you got a point. Magic went to nine. Bron Bron got seven and counting. So competition over the course of seven years, all those draft picks, all the trades and whatnot, could have improved. And in fact, I'm going to say one other thing. I think you got stars in the East leaving the East out of fear of Bron Bron because they know they can't beat him in this conference. I think you're going to see scrub-ass Paul George yes. leave the Eastern <laughs> Conference. I do. Maybe even DeRozan. Who knows? Yeah, they afraid of him. they afraid of him. Oh, they don't want none of them. Sorry. We're going all... But yeah, Cleveland's been doing well. Extremely well. They locked in. They locked the fuck in. <laughs> um, so, we're still predicting dubs versus Cavs. Yeah. Uh, a... Yeah, unfortunately, it's where here we are again. Why Unfortunately. Uh, this is big. Dubs one one. Cleveland one one. This is round three. Uh, tired of these rounds. This is like what's it called? Who's it that used to fight Bo Holyfield? Bo. Yeah. All times I can't remember. Keep track of who won which one. Hey, Steph versus Bron Bron. One way or another is our Larry versus Bird. Yeah. It it just is. This is a great rivalry. I think. I'm going to already predict it. You're going to see ratings, no matter what the scores for these finals, that are going to be through the roofs. Yeah. The entire world knows these teams. So, um, I can't wait for three years in a row. I really can't. And I, I literally, actually, I hope both teams are perfect. I hope both are 12-0. Because oh even if the Warriors do, let's say, you know what? I want to sweep either way. I want to sweep either way. Here we go. Here we go. I'd rather have it with the dubs. But someone needs to sweep. Someone needs to go sixteen and zero. No, and set the record straight. Then, if that happened, then we have to question the warrior so-called legacy. Oh, you're damn right. Yeah, you're damn right. I think it's going to go the other way, but you're damn right. Yeah, then, then we're going to be questioning a lot of warrior type stuff. Well, let's get into it because uh, the NBA all NBA team came out. Yes, just to switch up, switch it up a little bit with you. Um. I'm just going to read some names. Uh, first team, Harden, Westbrook, Leonard, Bron, Bron, and Davis. You good with that first team? I, I, the whole, all three teams, I mean, you only got five spots to put people in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't, I, there's no, like, nothing that stands out is, like, so egregious that you're just like, well, that makes no sense. It's it sort of, you, you, you can maybe pick and choose, swap up player or two out if you want to just on your preference but nothing nothing drastic this works for me as a first team i got no problems with that second team this is where you get two warriors steph kd isaiah Giannis, and uh rudy gobert 
all all yeah. solid players, all great. Um, I'm glad to see Gobert getting a whole lot of attention, especially right. on the defensive end. He had a killer year. Third team, uh, uh, John Wall, DeRozan, uh, Jimmy Butler, um, Draymond, and uh, Jordan from the Clippers. Yeah. So, best 15 players in the league. Any any arguments? You can knit and pick, yeah. I guess. Seems, seems legit. Uh, Boogie's not on the list. No. Obviously, Paul George ain't on the list, but he's still shooting game winners <laughs> on Gatorade commercials. I, I can't wait for Paul George to just walk in his house and punch you in the face. He's probably going to. I'll take that money. You know what I mean? I ain't scared of him. I'll, you know what? I'll square up like Kobe did with Chris Child. Do it. Do it and see what happens, Paul George. But yeah, um... These are the best 15 players in the world. I, I'll give you that. You got three Warriors on here. Uh, I have no problems I think with Harden this. Was the only, Harden and somebody else was the only unanimous one? LeBron uh, wasn't. Yeah. Harden was, Harden got more votes than anybody. Yeah. Slightly. Like one more, two more more than Westbrook. Um, Harden and Kawhi maybe were unanimous? It, almost. I mean, okay. between Harden, Westbrook, and, and Leonard, it was almost every, okay. almost all the votes. Um, it's good to get recognition. Uh, the other thing that stands out... Kyrie's not on here, and no team has more than one player besides the Dubs. So you get back to the whole thing of excuses and whatnot. If you got three All NBA players on your squad against a team with one All NBA player, mm, you better handle business. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, where you want to go to? Uh, we can stay with basketball. Uh... The let's go with the uh, what about Isaiah Thomas? Okay, I give props to this little man. <laughs> I, you know, he's obviously undersized. He had a big 55, 53 point night uh, against um, the Wizards in Game Two in Boston. Uh, he's just he's incredible. Um, obviously, he did not have any other huge fifty point games in that series, but they won in Game Seven. Right. Uh, in Boston, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They got the number one seed. Uh, they also got the number one draft pick in, for Boston, uh, the Boston Celtics. I like him. Um, I think he's one of the Celtic greats. Um, I think uh, obviously you'd have to play a longer period of time, but I think he's the best thing since Paul Pierce. And in fact, in a lot of ways, I like him. In a lot of ways, I like him even more than Paul Pierce in terms of his heart and tenacity, and maybe that's yeah. just. I didn't like. I was never really a Paul Pierce guy. I just the way he just sort of acted like he was being shot every time he was touched. I mean, the infamous wheelchair. Oh yeah, incident where he <laughs> goes off in the wheelchair, then comes back running out the fucking mm-hmm. locker room like five minutes later. It's some bullshit. Um, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is, is the truth. I enjoy watching him play. Um, I really love how he's just he's nonstop chirping at people. Like he lost a tooth. It's yeah, still lost, lost a tooth. All up in all up in big man center, power forwards faces. Just just talking all kinds of game. I really like that. That's love awesome it. to see. Love it. Uh, I, I like how he has that chip on his shoulder, which is a big reason why I'm rooting for the Celtics to hopefully upset the Cavs. Um, what? That, that, like I said, I'm hoping okay. rooting <laughs> for the Celtics to upset the Cavs. Not that I'm predicting, Bron- hoping and rooting. Bron Bron said, hold my beer for a second. <laughs> yeah. He got posterized. I've seen it wasn't a good look for him. Some massive posterization. My, my favorite meme was the one where uh, Bron Bron has a cigarette on his ear oh, and he's yeah. talking about... Uh, don't make no sense to get the number one seed when you're going to lose it and work all year for it when you're going to lose it in 48 minutes. I was like, damn. 
Internet's Damn. Got, Internet's got no chill. <laughs> Go ahead. No but chill. Isaiah, all props to him. Yeah. Boston just doesn't have enough offensive or defensive talent. No, and I mean, I've been enjoying watching uh, DC lose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. DC's become the new uh, Chicago. Yep. The new, well, it was Boston, then now the Chicago, the Chicago finally won. So now it's DC. DC yep. is the city. And I'm going to enjoy watching lose. I love a uh, p- uh, former porn star, uh, Mia uh, Khalifa, Khalifa yeah. uh, who's a huge DC sports fan, taking all kinds of L's. If you <laughs> ever want a good laugh, look at her getting roasted on Twitter yeah. for almost anything. Sometimes she claps back, but no matter what, people always have the ultimate response yeah. to her. It's just great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, DC ate shit. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about the play? Yeah, it's, let's uh, set it up. Set infamous, it up. Uh, the, the Kawhi injury play. Um, I watched that game. Um, game one. Game one. They were dominating. Uh, eventually, you know the Warriors are going to make a run. Uh, they, they came out with a nice little spurt before halftime, but the Spurs were able to weather it down. I think they were still up by like maybe like 15. I was like, okay, if they can cut it to like 10, mm-hmm. whole new ball game. But they uh, they chopped it down a little bit. Warriors, I mean, uh, Spurs got it back up to like 15. And uh, they were, it just seemed like it was all dead and, and done with. Then you see some unlucky stuff happen with the first shot. The Kawhi sh- shoots on the baseline. He takes a step back and he steps on his uh, one of his bench players' ankle and he, he twists it. Yep. And, same uh, ankle. Yeah, same ankle. I wasn't sure at the time and I, I saw it. I was like, ouch, because he, he went down in a heap. Uh, and, and anyone that's ever rolled an ankle before, it's it's no fun. And it's also part of basketball. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll eventually happen if you are a basketball player. You'll come down on someone's foot or just land wrong and you're down for a while. It'll swell up. You'll be in pain. Uh, he fought it out. They pulled him out the game for a little bit. He tried to walk it off and everything. Came back out there. Shot another uh, jump shot on the sideline. And um, at first, I didn't... Because I, I was confused. I thought he just landed on his own based on on the one angle that they had. But it, he landed on uh, Zaza's foot. Twists it, rolls it again. Uh, they pull him out the game, which is a, it's a smart move. Uh, you, you hit the same ankle twice in the game, three times in, in the past uh, four games or yep. three games. You, you got to pull him out there because it, eventually it's it's brittle. I mean, once once you rolled an ankle one time, it's susceptible, it's susceptible to it happening again free, more frequently. I don't think he could have gone. I really don't. I think he was almost... He, he could wa- hobble walk, you yeah. know what I mean? But he couldn't put, like, no. make moves. No, no. And I, at that point, after the first one, I was like, you got to attack him. You got to go at him, get him in foul trouble at least, yeah. or something, and, and just try to get him in trouble. After the second one, he was out, and then that's when the Warriors made the run. Um, then it comes to this whole concept of, was it a dirty play? Yep. Now, you've had some people come out and say, like, oh, yeah, I, I used to do that on purpose, like Jalen Rose. With uh, Kobe. With Bowen. Bowen has... I don't know if Bowen has admitted to... Jalen has, but I don't know if Bowen has admitted to being both a dirty player and someone who intentionally did that. Yeah. Other people say it about him, just to be clear as far as what I know. But right. go ahead. Now, it's hard to judge intent. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, no, no, this doesn't does not look dirty to me. You're trying to close space on a jump shooter. You're a big guy out in space. I don't expect a, a big man, a big seven-footer's footwork to be on point or, or, or be fleet-footed at all. I mean, yep. we saw Curry making um, 
what's his name, dance around in oh, circles. Oh, Gobert, yeah. Gobert danced around in circles when he got caught caught out in space. Yep. And so I, I just like you got to put a, put a hand in his face, make the shot difficult for him. You got to close it. If you, if, even if you're putting a hand physically, like right in front of his eyes, like. Um, What's his name used to do? The guy went to Duke. Uh, Shane Battier. Yeah, Shane Battier used to do. Putting the, the fingers right in his eyes almost. If, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Um, this whole double step thing, that's where it gets a little bit quirky because, I mean, you it. I play basketball. We both play basketball. I've never had the whole concept of, yeah, I, I'm going to put this foot down where you land kind of thing. My whole thing is like, I'm going to make the shot difficult because regardless if you land on my foot or not, the ball might go in. I'm, I'm trying not to let the ball go in right now, especially if you're shooting a three in my face. I'm trying not to to collect a foul. So if you're, if you're saying he's doing that on purpose, you're making it susceptible to be a four-point play. Yep. So you're going to give up four points on purpose just just to have him possibly removed from the game? Like I, It seems a little bit far-fetched and it seems a little bit tinfoil hat conspiracy mm-hmm. uh, sort of belief based on, on my, my viewpoint. Here's my thing. Pop went off about this a uh, day and a half afterwards. He got so distracted by going off on uh, Zaza's history. He forgot his own fucking history yeah. with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Bowen was a very dirty player. The only reason why he was in the league for as long as he was, and a lot of those good years were with the Spurs, was because he was a very good defender, maybe even great, who used dirty tactics, elbows here... Um, stepping on you there, holding on to your jersey, and getting so goddamn close and up under you while you were shooting that yeah. it was it was dangerous. Yeah, he did that. Um, and Pop had no fucking problems with it because that player helped his team win. Zaza is not a Bruce Bowen. He is. A big clumsy doofus um, who's not a star defender, who's not a star offensive player. And while this play doesn't look great, um, it's part of something that happens, unfortunately, in basketball. It was a foul. There's no doubt about it. I don't even have a problem, per se, if you want to call it a, a flagrant one or I don't know. I, I don't even care about that. You know what I mean? Whether it's a, a two free throws and or three free throws in the ball or not, fine. But this whole second guessing of um, this guy basically did a, a football's equivalent or basketball's equivalent of a chop block in football. I, 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 I don't know. I'm just not quite there with yeah. it. I'm really not. And the other thing is the league isn't there either. Despite yeah. all this talk on sports radio and all this other stuff, the league hasn't done shit. It's a, it's a very gray area where you're going to be costing teams games and changing outcomes of the game based on subjective analyzing someone's intent yeah. in the spur of the moment. Well, the other thing is, three-point shooters, first of all, these are some of the best athletes in the fucking world. And they're highly specialized and they know what the fuck they're doing in terms of the shooters and, and players in the league. Three-point shooters like Harden, which we don't like the way he does this, but it is something that works, actually is able to draw contact. You know? So, defensive players are already at a disadvantage in a lot of ways. Yes, you do got to be fair, but people kick out their legs, too, Mm -hmm. when they shoot. So, they could put their legs out and kick them 
three, four feet in front of you and come down or shoot into you and come down and come down on your foot too. And nobody has a problem with that. It's all just because of Kawhi's injury. Because this could be the same play and it could have been two foul shots and the Spurs lost and Warriors came back or whatever and Kawhi doesn't get injured and nobody's ever going to talk about this again. It's only because of his injury. So let's let's call it what what it fucking is. Can we switch over a little bit sports wise? Oh, yeah, of course. Serena. Serena got put through some shit. I don't like it. <laughs> um this ass hat of a of a former tennis player, he's actually in the tennis hall of fame. I'm gonna fuck up his name because I don't give a shit about yeah, him. I never even heard of him. I'm not a Tennis His name really. looks like Illy Nastase, Nasty, Nastasi, whatever the fuck it is. His quote um, to a pregnant Serena, first time mother to be, let's see what color it has. Chocolate with milk, end quote. You're talking about... Where is he from? Uh, I want to say Spain, but okay. somewhere in Europe. Okay. I didn't bother to, to look up... Or no, I think it's Romania. I believe it's okay. Romania. Sorry, Spain. <laughs> I apologize for that. With uh, You brought us the Gasols, and I'm just shitting on you like that. I think it's Romania for him. Um, Serena's the face of tennis. Not women's tennis, tennis period. Um, she's been holding it down since the 90s as a pro player. She's about to be a mother. Congratulations to her. She just got married to Alexis Ohanian, the Reddit co-founder. She's done nothing to deserve this bullshit. What the fuck? I mean, it's a nice reminder. I mean, I'm not even mad about it because I'm I'm glad it's brought to the face, like, no matter how successful you are, Mm. how how dominant you are in your field, and in, in her being, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest athlete of all time, um... Racism is there. You are not immune from it. Doesn't matter yes. how rich you are, how poor you are, wherever. I mean, she's an American. This dude's from fucking Romania. Doesn't matter. Racism is alive, kicking, and active in 2017. And this wasn't a response to anything that Serena had done. Mm-hmm. Serena just living her life, yeah. getting married, having kids. He just decided to put himself in front of the mic and say what was on his mind. Yeah. And it's just a reminder to people about what people really think. Because mm-hmm. he gave us a, a small little window or an insight on what his viewpoint on of, of it was. He uh, There's hundreds of thousands of millions of people who probably have said things similar to this, if not worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad it's a reminder to people to, to fucking stay woke and realize that, hey, uh, there's 2017... There's a shitload of racist motherfuckers out here that'll say and put their foot in their mouth and don't care. He's a Hall of Fame tennis player. doesn't matter. He's got money, whatever. He's supposed to be cultured from, from Europe or et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. People, people still think the same about you. They have the same racist views. It, it, it just crosses all. And this isn't an isolated incident for her, obviously. She's... <laughs> Been in the crosshairs of bullshit like this for a long time. I'm going to read her quote, though, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. A uh, quote from Serena Williams. It disappoints me to know we live in a society where people like Illy Nastas or Nasty, whatever the fuck it is, can make such racist comments towards myself and unborn child yeah. and sexist comments against my peers. 
Williams, uh, the women's world number one, wrote on her Instagram account. One more part of it. I am not afraid, unlike you. You see, I'm no coward. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? You may shoot me with your words. You may try to kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I will rise. That's right. Holy fuck. Go ahead, Serena. Classy as fuck. Yeah, I... Yeah, I... I don't want to entertain anything else really even about it just to give some credit to Serena. I I hope that everything goes well with the birth of her her kid and uh, hope she's back uh, twerking on a Beyonce video in a few (laughs) years. You know what I mean? And winning uh, more Grand Slams and shit. Uh, We had a draft lottery. Yes, we did. Lakers got the number two. Uh, I gotta get on, I guess, this whole ball hype train. Do you have to? Uh, I mean... I, I the son, I can hope that he's good. He showed me something. Do you I, want these problems though? I, I'm just asking. I don't have a dog in the fight. He is not above the Laker. He can't even. He can't get into the building. Okay. He 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 can't get into the stable center if they don't want him in the stable center. He don't. He, we even without his son being drafted, he is headline sports news. Every day, any tweet he sends, any interview he does, he doesn't have to be in the stadium to cause a media circus. That's fine. It's L.A. We're used to circuses. Okay. Ron Artest was a circus. Yes, he was. It's a, that's not... I don't really consider that much of an issue. For uh, As long as the, the son is not causing an issue himself, that's fine. Dad can, okay. The dad can windle away and, and fuck up his son's money as long as the son is focused when he's dribbling that basketball on the court. The son really hasn't said anything to my knowledge. I mean, he's happy. He wants to go to the Lakers. The dad is the one saying he's only going to work out for the Lakers, which I find absolutely hilarious and hysterical. Yeah. Me. Um, and I get the whole hometown. He's from Southern California. He's been. A, he grew up a Laker fan. I totally get that. It's just like uh, Braun Braun wanting to play for the Cavs. T- totally acceptable. I'm fine with that. It's when we get into kind of a John Elway back in the day scenario where, for those of you who don't know, John Elway threatened to not play football at all if he got drafted you, for the wrong you, team. You can even get more modern. Eli wouldn't go to the Chargers. Well, there you go. Yeah, Eli didn't want to go to the Chargers. He was like, no, that's a losing franchise. So he wanted to play for, for, the, uh, for the Giants. Yep. And, I mean... Eli came from a background of prestige. Yes, he did. Uh, I mean, with his dad, Archie, and Peyton. Uh, so, I mean, this is not... It's not something brand new where we've seen these athletes sort of making demands and uh, sort of being diva-like before they get on, the, on, on their stage. It's awkward, though, because it's the father that's doing so much of the work. I agree. And the son's sort of just sitting there... Just chill and be quiet. And a lot of people are just clamoring for the son to tell his dad to shut up. That's not going to happen right now. And, not and, right now. Not if, publicly. If we if we take the filter off of how stupid his dad is, like, has his dad not helped leverage his son into being a top two pick? Is that not... <sighs> I... Okay, maybe. Is he, I, I, but I'm willing to say based off his talent alone at UCLA... It sounded like, at least towards the tail end of the, the, the tournament and the end of the season... He was guaranteed going to be in the top five or six. So maybe just attention-wise, his dad helped him move up three spots. Were we this excited about Jabari Parker last year? No. 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 So 
He's produced a shit ton of hype for his son. Yes. This is true. Uh, this whole shoot thing, that's that's something different because I think that is going to cost, is costing him money and everything. But he's provided the tools, the hype machine, and the attention and put the spotlight on his son. If I, it works out. He looks like a genius. Yep. If not, then... He has two other sons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can, he can tinker and try it again with the second one. Uh, the shoe deal, even though it's an atrocious price, I think it's it's almost business marketing genius. It, it, <laughs> to have a shoe that everybody knows of by name before he's even taken his first NBA shot is unprecedented. Well, LeBron had... I mean, a lot of them get shoe deals before they ever... But I'm saying you know what his shoe looks like. You know what it costs. You know what it's called before him being in the league. For the other folks, like obviously LeBron, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, um, and a whole bunch of other players, you knew they were going to be good. You knew that they may have just signed a shoe deal. You didn't know what those shoes looked like before they played. Yeah, well, I mean... Obviously, Nike is a little bit more conservative with their business aspect of it. They're not just going to flood the market with a shoe that That's nobody true. wants. They know, okay, you're with us. You do good. We're going to promote the shit out the shoe and everything. We got you here. Boom, boom, boom. He's sort of skipping the middleman and is saying, like, yeah, I got these shoes out the back of my trunk or whatever. Come get these shoes. And, in well, I mean, we have to see because nobody wants a person that's Putting up four or five points a game. No one wants their sh- that kid's shoes. If he balls out of control, uh, no pun intended, the shoes will sell. Yeah. If he's in rookie of the year contention all next season, no matter where he plays, shoes will sell. Regardless of his dad, regardless of even the price tag. You're going to see some, some shoes move if he's like rookie of the year level. Yeah. We're going to see, though. His dad is marketing the shit out of him. Which is, I mean, great. I don't know. Is his dad technically his agent? That is a very good question, uh, Stitch. I do not know. Because then what's the agent doing? Yeah. (laughs) There ain't no PR. There's no PR agent in the mix, to my knowledge, because nobody would be cool with all of this with the dad. Yeah, we'd tell the dad to fall back. What was the shit you were telling me just before oh, we there, aired? There was an interview that I guess happened yesterday on like the Colin Coward show. Um, it was after they announced he got the second pick. And, yeah. Uh, they had LeVar on there. And uh, he went off supposedly on this uh, woman announcer. Told her to stay in her lane. Which was <laughs> okay. Hilarious. With the back, and that was like the headline. And she sort of played this whole, like, oh, woe is me, damsel in distress, saying, are you, are you threatening me, kind of thing. But Stay in your lane is a threat? Uh, <laughs> so she, yeah, supposedly there was, like, some, some backstory where she was very vocal about how he's not being a good father, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, oh that's, that's that line. Yeah. And so when, he, I guess, he was on the show, he was not answering any of this chick's questions. That's awesome. He was just like... <laughs> He was just trying to talk to Colin Coward. That's and awesome. And she was just like pestering, pestering, pestering. And he was just like, you got something coming to you or whatever. And he oh, just, shit. Just like, oh, shit. Yeah. He, so, I guess, verbally went off on her and everything and told her to stay in her lane. And then that was sort of the headline. And be like, oh, 
balls be being sexist, telling women to stay in the lane. And I'm just like, oh, that's not the whole story. Because he called her, she called him out as a father. He's trying to be respectful and not say shit or whatever. Because he was here to talk to Colin. This girl kept chirping in his ear, saying, oh, answer me this, blah, blah, blah. He didn't want to answer any questions about what was going on with the shoe stuff. And eventually he just said, said whatever he had to say to her. I'm going to be real, too. I put um, the show producers... Um, yeah. under the spotlight for you that bullshit. They, well, they wanted this circus because, yeah. you know, you go on a show, even like just Black and Black Times Infinity mm-hmm. and whatnot, um, you expecting to talk to us. You know what I mean? You're not here to talk to the assistant. Not that we have an assistant yeah. or a secretary, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It'd be like if we had like some secretary PR yeah. person or, or lesser whatever that, you know, doesn't headline the show right. asking questions. Whomst are you? Whomstative. You know what I mean? So, and that'd be male or female. Don't matter. Uh, So, yeah. Who who knows about that? Um, We will see. Celtics actually got the number one pick. Lakers second. Philly third. Um, Goddamn, Philly has messed up some draft picks. I do not trust the process. Fuck Philly. Yeah. Uh, It would be nice to see any East Coast team that's not a LeBron team uh, have a viable squad uh, that could do something in the playoffs. I don't see it happening in the next three to four years. No. So it is what it is. A lot of good young players uh, besides um, uh, Lonzo Ball or whatever. Uh, Markeel Fultz, I'm probably butchering some yeah, of these he's names. Guy, I believe from Washington. He's the one Point projected guard. to go number one. Uh, LeVar's dad was like, he should go number one. LeVar's just all about oh God. LA. So... Uh, if he's a point guard and he's going number one to the Celtics, who have one of the best point guards in the league, but I guess uh, they're both point guards. I mean, okay. Ball's point guard. This other guy, I guess. Yeah, more of a, I get you, but I guess he's more of a shooting, shooting guard, point guard than yeah. Ball is. Ball see, from is when they say they project Ball to be more of a Jason Kidd type in terms of like he he can rebound, he can pass, he facilitates <gasps> offense. Here's my question, and I haven't seen a whole lot of UCLA basketball, so forgive me. I will see him in the pros when he, no matter where he goes. I struggle with this Jason Kidd-like comparison. Number one, Jason Kidd is a Hall of Famer and one of the best point guards of all time, and there's no doubt about that. Number two, is it because he's light-skinned and mixed and, and kind of resembles... Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. He, he looks a little Jason Kidd-like. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know what I mean? No admit to it, but I'm sure. Yeah, I, I feel like there's an aspect yeah. of that going on yeah, in terms every, of the Jesson kid. Yeah, every white receiver reminds you of Wes Welker. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of that whole uh, stick. Yeah, because, yeah. and I know, uh, obviously, the like, for a younger fan or whatever, uh, who's seen Jason Kidd in his later years or whatever. He wasn't always, like, completely bald-headed. He had, like, a flat top. And, and look back at his days at yeah. Cal or when he was playing in Alameda yeah, uh, here yeah, in the Bay Boston. Area. Yeah. He looked exactly like this kid. True. So, yeah, we'll very, see. Very uh, we also got Josh Jackson, small forward out of Kansas. A Jason Tatum out of Duke, yeah, small forward. Kentucky that's really good also. Uh, looks like we got De- De'Aaron Fox, a point guard out of Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, and Lonzo, it looked somewhere in the ballpark. Those are going to be like the top four or five picks. Um, I don't trust anything until <laughs> I see you in the pros. Right. You know, never know. you never fucking know. Um, I got one to trip you out a little bit. Hopefully, you did your homework. Let's see here. Um, historical question, but not too historical. Offensively, offensively only. Is Tracy McGrady on par? 
with Kobe in his prime years. I mean, you can put up points in a non-competitive situation. I mean, it's different when you're putting up... I mean, I'm sure you got stats to show that they were highly, highly similar and everything, but, I mean, the results for what these teams were doing between... Oh, Lakers are a better team. It was by far a better team. Juan Chips. Uh, I mean, he's Kobe's playing with Shaq, uh, Powell. Uh, got other offensive pieces around him. Yep. That I mean, there's only one basketball. True. Um, so I mean, whatever the numbers say, okay, yeah. If we're just looking at numbers and not based on what we saw with our own eyes, yeah, they could you, they could be compared. I'm. I was actually surprised by this because I didn't actually give Tracy McGrady any real credit based on the fact that, uh, from a team standpoint, his team didn't produce it shit, really. He had a couple good playoff games and whatnot. Was that nothing out of the first round in Houston? Yeah. Okay. He only got out that that when he was with the Spurs, like the year he retired. I'm I'm, my understanding. To my, I will take your word for that. Um, I just didn't put him anywhere near this conversation. Uh, in terms of my own lack of respect for him, this isn't a slight on Kobe in any way. I'm. This is actually me giving some more props to Tracy McGrady because when you go inside those numbers in his prime years, and McGrady's a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. I don't consider him better than Chris Paul. Oh, I. Ooh, actually, I, mean, I, I. I would. You can't if you were if we're going by this whole playoff bar where McGrady never even made it out the first round. Until he he never made it out of the first round. Total? He never made it out of the first round. I, well, double check. He never made it out of the first round because he had that quote where he, he was up th- like a 3-1 in the first round or something like that. And he's like, oh, it feels good to be in the second round. And they fought, they blew it. And he never made it out of the first round. I hear you on that. I am looking at his the totality of his career, though. This is someone who's led the league in scoring um, more than once. He's actually, uh, you know, give, giving you... In his prime years, 27 points a game, 7 rebounds a game, 6 assists a game, shooting nearly 50% from the field. I mean, he had what in any era would be considered MVP-like statistics offensively. You know, um, total domination for his uh, his position. Um, that's not to take anything away from uh, Chris Paul, and I know you're looking up some stats. I just did not expect those numbers to be anywhere close from a legacy standpoint at all and if you look at assists points field goal percentage free throw percentage uh rebounds it's nearly neck and neck across the board for a good seven years and that just means to me tracy does belong in the hall of fame if you're talking about arguably the second best player of all time right behind jordan you know in terms of kobe and you got this player that obviously had very little playoff success, I get that, but had very similar statistics. That that warrants his ascension more than I gave him credit for. You got, you got some stats. What yeah, you got? He, uh, he did not make it to the second round until 2013. That's a knock. Yeah. It was his 15th season in the league. That's a big he knock. Made it into the second round. That's fair. And he was nothing. He was, I, I get mean, you. He was just there saying he was literally the 12th man on the bench. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm was. with you. Playoff-wise, terrible. Yeah. And and with those numbers, he should have made it to a Western Conference Finals. I'm, I'm right there with yeah. you. Seven-time All-Star, but 
I mean, no, it's Chris Paul's career is by far better than the McGrady. Maybe. I, I mean, Chris Paul, you can argue, was the dom- most dominant point guard of his of that generation, that era, for a legit time frame. I don't believe you could say that about any year Tracy McGrady. I don't consider him but, the best small forward. What I will say, though, Chris Paul playing with two other all-stars. Great. Mc- he, was, he was still balling out when he was in, in New Orleans. No, he was balling. He was balling. Yeah. It was, it was him and Deron Williams where it was can point we, guard 1A and point guard 1-2. Can we say this? Playoff-wise, both of them, although they both will probably be Hall of Famers, um, playoff-wise, both disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's no doubt about that. Um, and then, obviously, this also proves that you cut your teeth and make your legacy in the playoffs. Because... If we were talking about McGrady getting it done in the playoffs in his prime with with these Kobe esque numbers, mm-hmm. um, he would be in that conversation of the best one, two, or three players of all time. And instead, we're giving credit, rightly so, to Kobe because of what he did in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if he you did, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can't do all the stuff during regular season and not have some sort of significant playoff appearances. I mean, you don't have to win a title necessarily, but you have to make a mark. You had a ball. Yeah. You got a fucking ball. Damn. Did we cover everything? I believe. I think we fucking so, did. Yeah. What are our, uh, are we predicting anything for these Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals? Um, we At this point, we still don't know if um, Kawhi is going to play on Saturday. I still don't think it really matters. You saying a sweep? You hear the brooms? Uh, I think it's got to be a sweep. I mean, the Spurs had in game one. Uh, Clay was just there physically. Yeah. And it's standing around. Um, True. There's not many games where that will happen. Um, so, yeah, the Warriors are going to make it there. Cleveland's going to make it there. I would like to see Cleveland lose. Um, I say this is going to be interesting because I still need to see some more how this, this plays out. It might go to a six or seven game series, I think, in the finals. Maybe. I'm not willing to go finals yet. I'm still going to say we're going to see the first, well, to my knowledge, the first. I have to double check this. Fact check me, internet. The first 12 and 0, 12 and 0. I think so. There was something like in 91, they were talking about something of that nature. The first 8 and 0 out the first round, but I think one of the teams had lost before they got to the finals or something like that. I, at least in my time of watching basketball since about 1988, 89, mm-hmm. I have never seen two 12 and 0 teams make it to the NBA finals. I think we're going to see that, and this is the magical third time for the same uh, two teams. I think we will see it. I think both teams are hungry. They're playing at a very high level, and they're locked in. This is going to be a dog fight. Be interesting. Don't let somebody sweep them, though. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Please send us your goddamn comments. Uh, Tell us what you think. If you on that SoundCloud listening to our voice, hopefully you lit up the comment section. Hit us up uh, on Twitter. I'm at Cthulhu's Prodigy or just look at BeThenBTI. Hey, it's Stitch. H-E-Y-I-T-S-S-T-I-T-C-H. Uh, hit us up with your uh, questions you want to ask us or topics you want to, uh, us to bring out. Let us know your predictions. Let us know uh, what you guys think about LeVar Ball, uh, this idiot talking shit about Serena, your playoff predictions. 
um, anything. Uh, what's going on with Adam Jones, Boston being a possible racist city. Let us know. We, we uh, love hearing your guys' feedback and let us know what you want uh, us to talk about uh, in these upcoming weeks. Uh, we've got a couple more weeks of basketball, then we'll be uh, in sort of the, the dead cycle where it'll just be baseball before we gear up for football again and uh, potentially count down the days for the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Maybe I'll be playing 2K during that. 2K17, 2K19. Peace. All right, Mamba out. <laughs>